here. We, we've gotten like a nice little middle ground with the A's. Like right at the beginning, <laughs> it was, and then it sort of became a A. And now we, we have like a nice little middle ground, sort of, sort of, yeah. Sort of like the fonts, but like after, yeah, after seventy-three episodes, seventy-two episodes, yeah, we finally got it right. <laughs> that, that that right. Watch us next week as we go. <laughs> <laughs> we go full on like growl and. Uh, yeah. Hey. Uh. Welcome out to Third World Linux episode seventy-two. I'm Zhao. And my name is AJ. And on this episode of Third World Linux, I'm going to talk a little bit about Ubuntu. AG is going to bitch about El Crapitan, and we're going to talk about data caps. <laughs> Which we may or may not bitch about. Yeah. Probably. I don't know. It should be a surprise. So. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I don't think I'm going to be as like mad as the folks in uh, the US that ended up Comcast having, subscribers. Yeah, yeah, the Comcast guys over there, like... We feel for you, but not really, because we don't have those problems yet. We will. We will, because you guys are, like, the leaders in technology, so, you know. <laughs> and we follow whatever it is that our governments like to follow it is, whatever you do, and not fit things for what's happening in our own country. But well, no, I mean, no. Enough of that. Not, 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 not the government, man. It's, it's a lot of business, you know? It's like... Well, yeah, shit. A lot of our huh? government is patterned after. Anyway. Exactly. <laughs> Ubuntu. <laughs> <laughs> positivity, positivity. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit, that reminds me of um. Ubuntu. That reminds me. Anyway, uh, Ubuntu. Yeah. So um, so I, I got a bunch of the Ubuntu fifteen tens, the 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 wily werewolves, if you will, and <laughs> just sort of you know looked through them and didn't do the thing where I live in them for like a week or whatever, because uh, yeah. I told you, right? We have, like, one section left for our batch in law school. So it's, like, getting really yep. intense. Anyway. Uh, thinned out. <laughs> and you're going to be getting... And you don't have your laptop yet. So, like, we can't justify a full-blown review. We can't do... Yeah, we can't do a full-blown uh, third-world treatment. Yeah, so it's just going to be me, like, spitballing. And uh, and you know what? Y- you know how we call uh, Ubuntu, like, vanilla Ubuntu, normal Ubuntu? Yeah, it's it's never felt more apt to call it normal Ubuntu because like Ubuntu is kind of like going through the Ubuntu's. I, I found them like kind of boring, with, with the exception of uh, with the exception of Ubuntu Mate. And I couldn't tell you about Kubuntu because I haven't tried it because I avoid KDE like the plague. Not because like I don't nothing else. Yeah, not not because I don't like the idea of KDE, but because it's like pretty heavy. Uh yeah, so like, yeah, I, I find um, I find Ubuntu kind of boring, or I find the Ubuntu's the, the Ubuntu line kind of boring. Like a lot of the uh, a lot of the updates are you know, eh, like Ubuntu, <laughs> like like normal Ubuntu has, um, you know, a, a couple of cosmetic tweaks here and there. Uh, you know, it's their sidebar thing has something a little bit different. Uh, you know, LXDE has a new, has a new like save your panels. Oh, no, not LXDE. XFCE has this new like save your panels state thing, which mm-hmm. which I've actually used, which is like pretty good. <laughs> you know, like all right, so I, I can I can save the panel state now, and it does like what themes you have, and all of that. So like that that's really good ah. if you um if you like to mess around with the look and feel of 
your desktop, but like you do that once and then like you never touch it again, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, that was something though that like I, I'm not sure if the Mate desktop environment has. I, I never like really looked into it, but I kind of wish they did. Like when we did the third world treatment for Ubuntu Mate, uh, I, I tried all of the different like panel layouts that they have. Like they have Mate, they have something that looks like GNOME 2, they have something that looks like uh, Redmond Microsoft, something that looks like um, OS 10 shit. And um, <laughs> what's it? And, right. and and I couldn't find a way to get back to the way that I personally had tweaked it. So I'm not sure if there's like a tool there and I just haven't used it or haven't seen it. Or like the Mate desktop environment doesn't have something like that. I should look again. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like with the exception of Ubuntu Mate, which has that new uh, welcome screen, which is really cool because you have like your install software and the install software thing is, is um, it's like a GUI version of, it's, it's like a GUI asynchronous version of the thing that you like from Crunchbang. So there mm-hmm, you go. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's like set it, forget it, you know, walk away, like take a dump, come back. Oh, I have all of my office stuff and all of that stuff that I need to get going. Right? Like I found that really cool. Um, the, the big disappointment for me was the gnome edition because, because they're on gnome 316, which is the previous version of gnome. Um, Fedora 23, which just came out has gnome 318, which is the latest version mm. of GNOME. And it's kind of sad because Ubuntu sort of made its name back in the day by being the premier GNOME desktop. Like, before Ubuntu had Unity in 2011. Before 2011, um, before normal Ubuntu had its own desktop environment that they developed in-house and stuff, they had the GNOME desktop as their thing. And if you wanted a good gnome, uh, a good gnome implementation, you went to Ubuntu. You know, it was, it was sort of like the way we see um, OpenSUSE and and KDE. Like, yeah, right. Like Ubuntu back then was was gnome, and it was the best gnome implementation that there was. And it, it's just, I just find it kind of sad that the Ubuntu gnome edition is a version behind. Uh, what GNOME is at now. So, there. Uh, boring. Because it feels like they're sort of holding back before the LTS. Um, it feels like next year is going to be the big year. You know, because like Unity 8 comes out. I think Ubuntu wants to ship with Mir. Um, they're finally going to do away with the software, cent- uh, the software center. Um... Uh, Lubuntu is finally going to use LXQT. So, like, right now, they're sort of on cruise control before LXQT comes in. So, it's, you know, it's sort of steady as she goes. That's that's how I feel about the Ubuntu line that just came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the term, steady as she goes, because, like, they're all prepping for next year. It, it feels like it. Or at least at least normal Ubuntu and LX, LXDE. Um 
or Lubuntu, right? Because XFCE is always going to be boring no matter what you do, right? Because like that's just the nature what? of XFCE. They're just like, you know what? They're, Fuck you all, right? They're um, okay. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's, that's what I love about that's what I love about XFCE. They they're like the um they're like the curmudgeon's desktop environment, right? And that's sort of <laughs> <What>? reflected. <laughs> Yeah, they're like, get off my lawn. What do you think about me? What does it say about me, then? It says you should be listening to the Linux Luddites podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Which is a really good podcast, by the way. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Shout out. Anyway. But yeah, so their XFCE has always kind of been that boring. um, Yeah, it's always been kind of boring. And and that's, that's an episode that I want to do with you. Like... Where we talk about the uh, the virtues of boring, you know, because um, yeah, the virtues of boring. That's interesting. Interesting, really. Right. I mean, like, um, what what, what happened? Uh, gnome gnome transitioned to gnome three. Uh, you know, Ubuntu ended up trying to do the whole or en- uh, ended up doing the whole Unity thing. You know, so so like there were all of these, all of these sweeping changes in the um, in the desktop, uh, the desktop space, right? Um, and if you if you like the traditional desktop metaphor, but you wanted like an updated GTK, like for a time mm-hmm. there, you really couldn't do anything except go to like GNOME's classic mode or whatever the hell it was, but then like somebody decided to come up with cinnamon and when you look at cinnamon yeah. it's just boring you know mate is boring but these are some of the some of the best like desktop environments we have <laughs> <laughs> you know so i, I don't know it, there's 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 something there's there's, a, there's there's merit there but what i like to think is it's not about boredom but about Making it so vanilla that it can be customized, like well, fine, the, the, uh, f- fine, um, sta- stable and predictable. That's that's what I mean. By there boring. you go. Right? Yeah, because, uh, I think know. boring is a harsh word. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's the twenty first century and stuff. It's twenty fifteen. People have to sensationalized yeah. shit, right? Like, yeah, and that's what the kids talk about nowadays. Like, oh, so boring. Oh, <laughs> what's it? Um. We have a culture of like because of the internet, I think, and this is a good off tangent topic. Um, but just something to mull over until then. We have this culture of hyperbole where everything is literally the best ever, but it really isn't. Yeah, where everything like everything is just really fucking amazing. You know, it's uh yeah. We live in a culture of hyperbole. Like nothing is just okay when we're talking to other people about stuff. Like, if push comes to shove, man, Doctor Who is okay, you know? Like, it isn't the greatest thing in the world for me. But if I were talking to somebody about Doctor Who, I'd be like, holy shit, that last episode was fucking amazing. But is it really? Well, that last episode is actually really good. (laughs) (laughs) And there you have it, then. Yeah, but, you know, like, the, the episode with that Game of Thrones girl in it was okay, even though, you know, we, we have a culture of hyperbole. Uh, there. So yeah, there. That's um, that's my ten minutes of Ubuntu. 
So should I start with my? Uh, yeah, I, I, sh- uh, I should. I, I should keep hand. it going until I hit fifteen minutes, or until we hit fifteen minutes in ten seconds, just so that we can say we hit fifteen ten. Aha! <laughs> I see what you're doing. Yeah. But are we gonna get there? <laughs> there was a song called like with, with like I see you when you get there, right? From the nineties. Yeah. I see you. When you get there. <laughs> yeah, dude. I can't. I can't remember who sang it or whatever so if anybody out there has tried kubuntu what's it like like after the um after the the bitter breakup because there was like drama earlier this year or earlier this quarter maybe Wait, what? there was like Wait, what, this, what, what again there was like this drama with kubuntu and the um ubuntu I'm- community something something i have no idea what you are talking about though <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh, we, we we didn't cover this, but, like, there was, because, like, KDE really is sort of off my radar, but, like, there was yeah. a thing where uh, the guys from Kubuntu had uh, falling out with the Ubuntu community board or something like that. Oh, man, that sounded, that sounds harsh. Yeah, yeah. Something about, like, the KDE guy was... I, I don't know. I don't want to talk about something, something. that I really have, you know, little to no idea about. Yeah, well, about. we have something that we have no idea about. Hey, we're not news. <laughs> yeah, but then, you know, last news, first in opinion, though I really don't have any opinion exactly. on this either way. <laughs> and we don't even have an opinion either, so. Other uh, than, like, KDE yeah, is the thing. last thing I'd recommend to somebody in the Philippines. <laughs> And if somebody yeah. was really dead set on using KDE, I'd I'd give him a I'd give him OpenSUSE because like OpenSUSE is just sexy. Yeah, but then I'm, I'm pretty sure like I'm pretty sure Kubuntu has its you know has it has uh, its charms most likely. Yeah, well KDE recently released uh recently released their latest version like five KDE five. Again, I have no idea. Oh shit! Uh, no wonder I found what? like everything really boring. Kubuntu fifteen ten has like version five point four. Like <laughs> shit. All right, so so I stand slightly modified. Uh, the the so interesting things are happening in Kubuntu. It's just it's totally off my radar. <laughs> so I'm I'm really sorry, KDE fans, but you know, yeah. <laughs> All right. Looking at the screenshots, they look really time. good. Oh, speaking of looking really good, if you have um, if you have Numix Square, put them on normal Ubuntu. Oh my God, it's beautiful. At least that's an extra tweak that people can do. Since again, very van- vanilla, you add the you need to put your own personality in the distros you are using. Yeah. Uh, the hell does Numix mean, dude? Because like I was gonna say Ubuntu, but then uh, uh, vanilla, you have to add a little bit of cinnamon, but then that doesn't make for a very good That's thing gonna to be say. confusing. <laughs> because we have a, because like there's the cinnamon desktop. Which doesn't have yeah, any exactly. Bluetooth flavor, interestingly enough. Somebody should make that. It's not gonna be me. But um So yeah, KDE See the Ubuntu. Sorry. <laughs> that's gonna sound that sounds weird in Tagalog, Sinabun. <laughs> Sorry. That, that that sounds like uh that sounds like the collective for the Ubuntu's Sinabuntu. <laughs> um, or a soap <laughs> Sinabon too Anyway <laughs> Oh yeah 
so so there KDE. Let's not regionalize our jokes. <laughs> so yeah, KDE 5.4 is on Kubuntu. Oh my god. Okay. Uh yeah, so put Numix Square on your uh normal Ubuntu desktop because it looks really good. I sent you a screenshot, right? Not yet. Yeah, I sent you a screenshot on Telegram. Uh either way. Oh yeah, the one where you said yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like really good looking. Like it looks really Ooh, good with the new desktop is. wallpaper and all that. So um I'll try to edit this yeah. such that this ends at 15:10. <laughs> all righty then. On to El Capitan. Uh, shit. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. I actually like how it looks. With the new and font. That's it. <laughs> With the new font. And some of the colors are like cooler to the eyes. Because they employed a lot of like... It's as if... And you know in Photoshop when you turn down the opacity? Yeah. That's how some of the things here look like. So it's cooler to the eyes. Well, you know what, the you font know what is hella better. What? No, no, no. What about? I was just going to say that what I really hate about OS ten is that they just, like, they force shit on you, you know? I, I was about to say that. Right. Um, but then, like... When we were talking about... Yeah, we were talking about Ubuntu and how vanilla it is and how you have to customize and put personality in it. For this one, you, uh, what other personality tweaks can you put here? Aside from on your opening screen, you can put your own picture, um, and like in, in the icon, like, <laughs> oh, user, that user picture, desktop, what else? Um, I don't know, like you can't put personality in what you're using at the same time. I hate the notification screen. Um, uh, yeah, well, that's the thing that I really hated about, um, the thing that I really hate about it is, Like, say you update from the latest one you used before this was one of the 10.7. cat ones, right? Older that's, ones. That's like yeah. a cheetah or like a lion or a, like something Snow like that. Snow leopard. Close enough. Um, <laughs> like, it had a really different look and feel. It is. Then you upgrade to like the latest one. You have this thing. A huge jump. Yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't gradual either. Like, um, uh, I, I think it, it came in with the one before El Crapitan. Um, um, Yosemite. Yeah, you're shitting me. Uh, it, <laughs> it, it was like a really, it was, it was a really big jump, I think. Um, and the thing yeah. is, you can't like revert it back to, at least that I know of. Like, you can't just go on to DeviantArt and download like the Numix theme. Or, you know, you can't download nope. an icon theme to sort of have it nope. match your, you know. No, because you're ruining the entire experience, per se. I mean, that's... I actually wasn't disappointed with that fact because I was already expecting it. So, <laughs> like, I know I'm not going to be able to customize. I know I'm going to not be able to, like, be... Uh, the notifications will bother me. Like, right now, it just popped when you, like... Weather would like to use your current location, <laughs> and I know, and though, but there are some things that I found off, like spotlight search. Spotlight search got worse before. Whenever I type a word, it just shows it up like the program. Now, when I type, say, I'm just gonna type a, and it's gonna come out with, say, audacity. It doesn't come out with shit. Yeah. So I have to click like, it's just it's just weird because. That was one of the things that worked smoothly before. 
But uh, and they, they say there were performance tweaks. I don't feel any of those performance tweaks. And I came from ten point seven five. Um, Wi-Fi still doesn't work from time to time. So like, okay, ten point seven was a few years ago, and they still haven't fixed using Wi-Fi. Because when sometimes when the Wi-Fi connection drops when of 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 the of the Mac, what it does before it will just inform you that uh, there's certain type of error yada 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 now it will make you do a diagnostic which still doesn't fix shit because when was the last time a diagnostic fixed shit yeah so 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 it was like that still sucks and i don't know why they haven't fixed it or i don't know if it's just my particular system and from the diagnostic sometimes they suggest move your computer near the router or <laughs> just plug in via lan i'm like Okay, so fuck my choices then, or fuck the architecture of my house, or fuck where my office is. Like Jesus Christ, it's yeah. as if the, the the thing I don't like most about OS X or El Capitan is it's as if the computer I'm working for the computer. It's not the other way around. Mm, yeah, like why are you telling? Yeah, for me that's the biggest downside of OS X. Like it's forcing me to for the notification and like oh sync. An iCloud account, sync, uh, or, or sync your, yeah, here, go, their NASDAQ, your weather, and use, I, the, they call this iCloud calendar, and all those types of things, when, wait, I can't, I'm not sure, maybe I'll try to see if I can sync my Google calendar with here. The thing is, can you uninstall it? Can you uninstall the apps that, uh, the, the programs or whatever that come yeah, I think with you, the... I think you can, I think you can, but, like, again, I, I haven't bothered, because I don't want to break stuff because that's what tends to happen with OS X. <laughs> if you remove something internal, it's going to mess up everything or at least it's going to pester you to install it again. Oh. So that's the first thing that happened. When I updated to 10.7, the first thing that happened was, hey, here are the programs that are not updated. Um, on the App Store, you have to sign up, update GarageBand, update this thing and this thing and this thing. I'm like, I don't even use them. I don't want them updated. But the pester still happens. So, like, I don't know. That's what I feel about it. I feel... They make me feel I'm inadequate. Is it because I'm a power user of computers? And... Mm, I don't know. Oh, and also... It's, it's uh, like a... Um, maximize button. Uh, it's not a maximize button anymore. It's uh. just um, full screen. It takes it to full screen. Uh, that's gross. Yeah. Uh, they have a new feature that means, like, uh, congratulations that you have it now. The split screen feature. <laughs> like I'm like okay, congratulations that you have it now. And, Welcome uh, to like 2010. Yeah. yeah. Or when did Windows Seven oh. come out? Whenever Windows Seven came out. Uh, 2007. Welcome to 2007. <laughs> and Launchpad is cleaner looking. Mission Control now has a desktop. What do you call that? Desktop switcher. Yeah. Well. Oh, you know. congratulations that you have those now. It's just. Ugh, I don't. The overall experience is like if it's stifling. But if I could use this, like if I could use Lightroom and Photoshop, all of the professional equipment I use or for professional software I use in an OSX and in a non OSX or Windows environment, I'd be okay. So, well, once these run run out, I'm gonna use um, Darktable and, and Dark GIMP Table, anyway, because yeah. uh, GIMP is a hell of a lot better at image editing for me. Huh. Like, if you're gonna do retouching, GIMP is hell of a lot better. 
um, content or is hell of a lot better. Like I was retouching a lot. Like last week was utter hell for me. Not utter hell. Like just said, mm, I had to do a lot of shooting and editing at the same time. I have to be quick and uh, Photoshop. The content aware features of Photoshop are not working smoothly. Like it's it's fussy and you can't customize it. Or I'm not sure how to customize it properly. As opposed to the I forgot the name of it in GIMP. The content aware quote unquote of GIMP. You could polish it a whole of a whole lot better. So what I tended to do, what what I ended up doing was did a lot of clone stamping, which Ugh, is the old school like way tedious, of doing dude. retouching. But exactly. That's why I was sleeping last week. I was sleeping around three, four. Then I have to wake up around seven so that I could be early for the shoot and shoot pretty much the rest of the day and then go home at around nine, ten because vanilla traffic. Edit pictures, select them, put the post processing in them. Okay, remove this light pole, remove the bird flying. Oh, there's sensor dust, remove. And most of the time I have to do heal or clone tool for those things. So, and especially like wires. Because I'm just doing architecture shots. The yeah. wires are a nightmare to remove. And yeah. I, I was looking for that feature in that, that GIMP has where the content aware has an option. Okay, where do you want us to borrow the pixels? The ones in the left and the right of the box that you selected or the top or the bottom? It was like, oh, I could have used that so much right now. So Don't they have GIMP for OS Those my nice things. Why did I check that? <laughs> I wouldn't know right? because, like, excellent question. <laughs> I am face palming like nothing else right now, dear listeners. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm having a breakdown right now. All right. So the wily werewolves kind of boring, but then a couple of them have new stuff. All in all, pretty fucking cool. El Crapitan, exactly what it is. <laughs> Uh, Gimp 4 OS 6. Captain. The Captain. See, that, that's Gimp why I don't want to call CD. it... That's why I don't want to call it El Capitan, because we have a listener, the Captain, trademark. Yeah, we have the Captain. So. Either way. Uh, okay. And yeah, there Listen is to his podcast, Gimp by the way. For, Pretty good podcast. Yeah. Well, I... I yeah. Uh, especially if you're a Doctor Who fan. Uh, Duck Duck. I went, I, I went Duck Duck on Gimp, and I think there's a... I click on GIMP for OSX and it says, The page is obsolete. Please see the downloads page. Oh, okay. Yeah, there is a GIMP for OSX. And no X11 required. Hmm. All right. And the beauty of open source, dude. That's the beauty of open source. Not now. Not now. Not now. (laughs) Don't get it right now. No, I'm not going to download it now. I mean, I said I'm going (laughs) to download it, but not now because it's going to kill our recording. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Right, so uh, speaking of stuff that can possibly kill our recording, data caps. <laughs> this was like a thing, right? Like um, <sighs> folks in the US, Comcast, like they're yeah. uh, enforcing the data caps now. Okay, okay. Um, let's give a background of the context because recently, uh, I'm not reading any news here in front of me because again, first in news, last in opinion. Um, last in news, first in opinion, or whatever. Um the thing is, there were recent documents of Comcast, uh, not actually documents, they were training instructions for the customer service representatives that got leaked. Yeah. And how they should respond to certain inquiries. Yeah. And one of the, one of the controversial, um, what do you call that? Controversial 
lines. things in yeah. that lines in that uh, document was something to do with uh, here's the exact line uh, the reason for data cap usage plan uh, the instructions say do say fairness and providing a more flexible policy to our customers don't say the program is about congestion management it is not <laughs> and that is the most critical thing about it because it said it is not like so it means that I don't know what their motivation is but I mean, you decide. So. <laughs> yeah, well, it's 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 a it's a thing that um, it's it's why I'm not so sore about uh, comparatively slow speeds internet connection speeds here in the Philippines because we don't have to worry about data caps and overages, right? Um, well, it's slowly creeping in. Yes, that's what fucking frustrates me. Uh, PLDT, right? They have the um... PLDT. You know, PLDT has been um, Globe and PLDT are the two companies that has been adamant about data caps. Like Globe, stop using the term unlimited. Yeah, but that's really funny though because um, th- this is this is why I like uh, Globe should sponsor us, man. Um, what, what do you call it? Uh, PLDT. They actually do now have uh, what's it? It's like a it's like a fucking 50 gigabyte limit. Like, what the fuck is that, right? That's that's <laughs> next to nothing. You know, considering that... Yeah, you have a high-speed internet connection, right? And they cap mm-hmm. you. Like, that's that kind of defeats the purpose of, like, your high-speed internet connection. Yeah, like uh, like what you I know, said previously in an episode. Video it's like driving... Yeah, that. it's like, um, I think in a previous podcast before, I said that my metaphor for it was... It's like driving in the autobahn and then putting humps, not even a hump, a wall, <laughs> at the fastest lanes of the autobahn. Yeah. It's pretty much like that. But then, like... That's what a cap well, it, is. It, it, it depends, mm. though, right? Because, like, you have one of two things that can happen once you hit your cap. Um, either they can... Uh, either they can cut you off, and slowing you down is equivalent to cutting you off, right? Or... Mm-hmm. They can, or or you can continue, but they'll charge you for overage, like an overage penalty or whatever, and those things can just fucking add up really fast. So exactly. I, I do not know what um, what model uh, PLDT uses, but and I'm not sure what model like the the Comcast people use. Um, yeah, because they were just outraged when they saw the line. So yeah. But then, like, they, they actually started enforcing their fucking data caps. Like, in some parts of the U.S., they're enforcing that 300 gigabyte uh, data cap. And with um, Netflix, multiple people using the same internet connections at 1080p and eventually 4K video. Like, 300 gigs isn't, gonna, isn't going to last you that long, I guess, given, you know, yeah. the speeds of your internet connections in the parts of the country that actually do have um yeah and and listening to the other podcast like listening to american podcasters talk about it 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 was something that was weird like coming from uh something that that i found really weird like hearing them talk about um hearing people talk about a data cap as like a normal thing like the guys from um the guys from everyday linux were talking about like their internet plans right and it was like mm-hmm. such a normal thing. They say like, yeah, this is how much I, uh, this is how much I pay. This is the speed that I get 
and this is the cap that I have. And well, here, whereas here you're unlimited, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas here, up until like August or something, it's always just been this is how much I'm paying, and this is the speed that I get. And if you said, and I have a data cap, like that would be something that would outrage any Filipino. Yeah, everybody, everybody would like. Oh, you should switch. Yeah, I'm Which not sure if it's a cultural thing or what, but I do know. Uh, recently, some of the providers um, like lowered their prices. Yeah, fucking you know PLTT, the reason, man. Right? They lowered their prices, but it gave data caps. Um, Sky Cable is now offering two thousand pesos, sixteen uh, gigs, sixteen uh, gigs, sixteen Mbps for two thousand pesos. You have a data cap? I'm not sure. I should look it up. Yeah. But we all know, like, if you're Filipino, you probably know why the prices are going down right now. Uh, the current telco providers are shitting in their pants because Telstra is about to enter the market. All right. So anybody in Australia, I'm pretty sure you hate Telstra. <laughs> yep. Everyone here is celebrating their arrival. And that, that was something that I felt <laughs> really fucking like, Ur. not 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 so much Telstra, but like uh, because you know, yeah, the reception. They, they, how we they, again? They, they could come in. Yeah, and how be we? Like, how yeah, we? Pretty good. Yeah. But all well and good. You know, you know what we, you know what we as like Filipino netizens have sort of forgotten. We fucking forget mm-hmm. that Globe is fucking Singtel. Yeah. Like we forget that Globe is pretty much a Singaporean company. If we're so enamored by foreign shit, like why aren't we? Why aren't we jizzing all over ourselves that we have like a fucking Singaporean telco when Singapore has the fastest internet in Asia? Well, no, South Korea does. In Southeast Asia. Why aren't we like? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> right, like, like, why aren't we jizzing on the streets uh, about that? You know, you could call it sociological and throw in the fact that it's the colonial mentality. I don't know, but then there, it was like when Uber came okay, in. Okay, right? it's like when Uber came oh, in. Yeah, like God. Uber had all sorts of everybody. Like a lot of people were talking about Uber as like the great savior of the transportation industry, and in, and in a lot of ways, like. Uber is fucking amazing, but just wait for somebody to get raped in an Uber in Manila, and then yeah, tell well, me I don't want that to happen. Right? Yeah, and then I don't want that to happen. And the fact is, I've already re- oh my god, like I was telling my father about this and my family about this that every Uber ride I had is shit. Like the first Uber ride I had, the cab smelled like a taxi. Uh, the the Uber ride smelled like a taxi. The second Uber ride I had was the driver. Although we said to just follow the ways and we even put in um, the address and whatnot of our destination, driver didn't follow ways. My third Uber ride was a fake one. You know why? Because the plates were changed because the Uber car we had had so many fucking scratches. And the car on the sides, you know, taxis here in Manila, when you ride in the passenger seats at the back, at the door is the markings of the cab. Right. The paints were scratched off and there were so many bumps in that car. Like the bumpers were shoddy and whatnot. And like I was telling my girlfriend, this is probably not the Uber car he registered. He did a switcheroo. So I was telling like, it's so easy to game Uber for some weird reason. So I was telling my, my girlfriend to give a negative rating and report it to Uber to have an investigation about the car. Yeah. So, but like, don't get me started with Uber Ever since from the beginning, I was skeptical about it, and I was probably right. I think we only had Although one I will Uber say ride that, that um, I will easy. say that Uber has been pretty good about well, because like 
the taxis in Manila really do need to get their shit together. Like, there's that, um, yeah, the, the taxis in Manila really do need to get their, sh- their collective shit together because... Hello. Hello. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because fuck the Manila taxis, right? <laughs> eh, you know. It's just that... Or maybe it's, it's just no because I've been spoiled. Like, maybe, maybe because I've been spoiled. Because, like, because Cebu, the taxi drivers here are fucking amazing. Cebu taxi drivers are a hell of a lot better. Like, um, Baguio taxi drivers, hell of a lot better. And charge less. <laughs> oh, they don't charge less. Like, it's just that the taxi in drivers in Manila. Maybe the taxi driver. Oh, yeah, shit, they don't have to worry about air conditioning. But, like. Exactly. Yeah, but then, like, taxi drivers in Manila, for example, they always ask for, you know. Extra and tip and traffic and whatnot. Uh, taxi experiences in Metro Manila is not bad. Like I'd, I'd still tell you if you're a tourist, just grab an Uber. <laughs> Even though I'm saying so much shit about Uber, it's yeah. because I just wanted to improve. But back to data caps. Yeah, here is, um... I'm actually really happy that we don't have data caps here, and it and it isn't part of our culture. I'm happy that we can't talk that we don't talk about data caps on wired internet connections. And yeah, I'm really here, happy uh, with, um, and I'm really happy with, uh, yeah, you know, we, we've been like giving company names. I'm really happy with Globe because of the way they price things out. Um, no, I'm always going to be a, like, whatever happens, I think for the foreseeable future, I'm going to be a Globe prepaid subscriber. Okay. Like I had my number for, the number I had is still the number I used from freaking high school. Yeah. Oh, wait, but then, and, but then Globe, um, Globe. The globe wired internet connections can suck a dick because they've had yeah, yeah, data yeah. caps well, from the beginning across the board. Uh, yeah, those can suck a huge pile of dick. But um, <laughs> what I have now is the mobile Wi-Fi that I have. That's yeah. great, and it's globe. Those things are great. Uh, but the wired connections can suck a huge pack of dick. Um, but like, with regard to like, Sky Cable, what, what I have with Globe though, like what I, um, I, I love the way they price it out because you hit three gigabytes, they charge you an overage. But then once you hit a uh, thousand pesos, they stop charging you, but they don't cut off your service. Yeah, that's fucking amazing. Because which, which to me is it's the price you pay. Like even if. As long as the, the, the service doesn't get cut. Because if you are under emergency or whatnot, just go fucking right ahead, use it. But we'll have to charge you extra. That, that for me, is like you're paying a premium. So yeah, well, makes sense. Yeah. But then, but then once you hit 1,000 pesos or 1,500 pesos, depending There's on no which bill plan shock. you have. Yeah they, yeah, they stop charging you. And you effectively have an unlimited data plan. I'm like, holy shit. For a premium. Yeah. That isn't even much well, of a premium. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was about to say. Technically, it's not even a premium. It's more of the extra. Uh, Another it's a, weird, that it's a marketing thing. But, yeah. It's like, it's like I, I went over to... um, right, so, so I listened to the Linux Action Show, and they keep on ranting on about Ting, right? And I typed in my actual usage, and they were like, oh, you're part of the... They're like, oh, you're, you actually do save a lot of money by... Or you, you aren't going to save money if you switch to Ting. So, like, I, I know this is a, it isn't a good comparison because, you know, services here are a bit cheaper yeah, d- because different of the countries. Cost, yeah, lower <laughs> cost of living. Yeah. But Globe is one of the more expensive um, providers and Ting is like one of the cheapest in the U.S. So given that our one of our more expensive is considerably lower than the cheaper. The cheapest alternative. 
Um, yeah. Thing is though, they're they're wireless and uh, they're wired can suck a dick. And mobile here is if you're in the living in the city areas anyway or urban areas, mo- just mobile is a lot better. And with my mobile Wi-Fi, like I really don't like going through the faff of tracking my data. And what I love about Globe service is I could just apply for the only, get it three days or the five days. I'm good. Even the one day sometimes for fifty pesos. Like, doesn't that have uh, like that's a dollar? Doesn't that cap you at eight hundred megabytes though? The that? Nope. Oh, nice. Nope. That's really yeah. cool, man. But that's just twenty four hours for fifty pesos, and I'm like, I there was a time when I had to pay sixty pesos for an hour to use a computer and an internet connection. Now I'm paying fifty pesos to have a freaking device with me, so I could use up to five devices connected to the internet to it. Yeah. Fun times that we live in. Uh, okay. So going back to Sky Cable, the sixteen thousand Mbps is one thousand nine hundred ninety nine pesos, which is around fifty dollars. How, how many think Mbps? That's quite pricey. 16. Um, oh, 16. Okay. It's unlimited. But I guess the biggest secret or the, the open secret here, and I'm not sure if you believe it. I do because I'm a Sky Cable subscriber uh, for the for the internet. Is that they toggle speeds. I'm not sure how if other networks or other providers toggle speeds. There has been hard evidence against Sky Cable that they toggle speeds. Like okay. when you reach a certain... Uh, when there's high traffic in your area... They will toggle everyone's speeds, or when you they see you're a power user, they will toggle down your speed. But then, if you have a lot of people in your area, doesn't just it's gonna be congested? Yeah, doesn't that limit? But the what speed they do anyway? is, yeah. But that area, like instead of one person con- like hogging everything, an entire area is being pushed down because this place like is getting all the connection. Did you get? Oh, so like hello. So like everybody, oh, okay. everybody takes the hit because there's just that one asshole that's downloading a Blu-ray. That's what they tend to do, and well, they also like at, in the evenings they will toggle your speed down, even if clearly they know you're using it. So Sky Cable has been notorious for that, and they've never answered any allegations. Or they never even had the press release that those aren't true or whatnot, and some are actually some some independent, this watchdog online watchdog independent company has already monitored and released their findings, and they were like, why is nobody questioning this? <laughs> so that's why nobody was biting nobody to really that sixteen uses MVP. Them as a fucking ISP man. <laughs> yeah, I mean. 16 Mbps, that's why nobody was like... If you go to their comment page uh, on their Facebook like page, um, Sky Cable Broadband, every comment there is, fuck you, Sky Cable, or uh, you're a bunch of liars, or my connection is down. Like I've never seen anything positive about it. Well, that's pretty much <laughs> what happens, though, with like... Like, if you look at any service provider's like Facebook page or Twitter or whatever... Like, for the most part, yeah, you're going yeah. to get people... It's just going to be a list of... It's just going to be a litany of people saying, fuck you. Your customer service is horrible and your internet connections uh, are slow. Like, say for uh, the Leica, like a Facebook page, there are two types of people you see there. Those who absolutely love Leica and those who would say it's expensive. Yeah, but then Leica, but then Leica isn't an ISP. <laughs> no, no, I mean, my point is, you're saying that every Facebook page always has that complaints. Yeah, for uh, for for I, a telco. For for some Facebook pages, for for a telco it's or uh, 
Oh, okay, for a telco company. For a telco or um, a service provider or yeah, yeah, yeah. So somebody well, that has for, like th- you know. For for Globe, uh, they were somewhere asking about uh, for not for Globe. I think for I'm not sure Globe or Smart, but they were asking for oh the availability of this phone and with this plan, can I have it? Some are inquiries, but for Sky Cable, it's like ninety five percent complaints. Well. Which is a bad gauge. Like, I'm gonna be okay with 50 or 60-70% because some people tend to exaggerate because, again, internet. But um, <laughs> when it's around 90%, that means you're something, that there's something wrong. And as, a, as their subscriber who, like they said, promised that we will have 3.5 Mbps for 900 pesos, which is around how many dollars? I forgot. That's really um, expensive, man. Holy shit, that's really expensive. Yeah. You should change that. Uh, we never hit. We never hit three point five. Oh, that's another reason that I love Globe's wireless connection because because like they say you're going to get up up to twelve Mbps. I'm consistently hitting like thirty. Uh, for my USB is um, they they promise seventy seven Mbps. Yeah, I'm getting ten sometimes, ten twelve sometimes. Yeah, like like that's that's good marketing. They lowball it. Like you can get up to twelve Mbps. You know, like, I'm hitting thirty. Yes. Yeah. So I'm not really <laughs> sure. Somebody who knows engineering and all these things could probably give us an answer that it's just better or easier to build mobile infrastructures than the wired ones. Well, I guess that's because that's what we're focusing on here, because we don't have and we don't have fiber. We don't have fiber laid out everywhere. Oh God, yes. Uh, I mean, I wish we could have fiber here, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> um. Yeah, but then, like, I guess if there's somebody that's, uh, you know, technical out there, or you know, somebody that They're knows, probably like, enlighten us. Yeah, like, like, wh- why are there, why are there data caps? You know, if you're if, uh, in in Filipino, puta batang damot, de ba? Like, or kupal, yeah. Why are you so selfish? You're gonna want me to stop using? Yeah. Why are you so selfish with your unlimited bits? Or maybe the mobile I pay for it. Infra- maybe the mobile infrastructure is different. You know, maybe like That's what I'm thinking. Actually, that was what I'm thinking. It's that the mobile infrastructure is easier to build and develop and the only problem is the reach cuz my problem yeah, with but then, but then my it's, Wi-Fi is but then mobile but then it's mobile that has that that started out with the data caps. So could it be that mobile is I don't know if, if anybody could tell us like why do data caps exist? You know, or, somebody, again, somebody that works theory. at an ISP. Like, is it really just bullshit, or is there like a legitimate technical reason? Uh, according to the Comcast news, it's probably bullshit. But here, I think the case is different. Or if you want me to put my conspiracy hat on, uh, my conspiracy theory hat says that um, data providers would rather have you just use mobile because. Mm. Everyone in the household, instead of using one wired connection, say all their phones have mobile internet and they'll use that independently. So you have four users instead of one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if, if you so have any, um, yeah, if you have it's any my input, theory, but yeah. So yeah, if any of you guys have any input out there, uh, just send us an email, Linux at channel14.com or uh, contact at channel14.com. The ladder is going to and, get to everybody on channel 14. And if ever you want to send those uh, things via tweet, uh, twitter.com slash thirdworldlinux. Yeah, uh, we're on Google+. Plus, although, like, we really haven't been very good at 
like updating and answering people on Google Plus. So sorry for that. Uh, Because dying. <laughs> Because you lost school. Me trying to make a living. Because me law school and work and you know GIMP on OSX, which should be a little <laughs> bit better now because found out that there was GIMP on OSX. I just realized. Yeah. <laughs> no uh, shit. Um, before we actually end, I'm bringing something back. The I was supposed to do the like before. I had that mini segment where I explain an open source game and ask people to play it. Yeah. This week I have an open source game. Imagine freaking that. Uh, it's called Endless Sky. It's on Steam, available. It's open source, but it's available on Steam. That's how I actually found out about it. And it's a spiritual successor to um, Escape Velocity, mm-hmm. uh, a game from 2002. I have no idea what Escape Velocity is, but if you know Escape Velocity, you probably know what Endless Sky is. It's pretty much a top-down 2D space simulator mm-hmm. of sorts. No, not space simulator. Like you're a space pilot, which you can do stuff. So and wander in the galaxy and get quests, follow the storyline, kill bandits, be a bandit. So and it's open source. Um, yeah. The only yeah, downside, on, like, uh, and, and it's great. Yeah, yeah. The only downside I found about the game is it's single player. This game could have been so nice if like you have a squad of gangster pirates. Like imagine mm. Norm, Paulo, and yeah. the ironic gamer, quote unquote, Miko and me, and like this planet. Let's bring freedom to it. Like, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, what else do we have? Oh yeah, check out our other show. Speaking of games, you have to check out our other shows called uh, like in our YouTube page. Yeah, although they haven't been very good about uploading that, that, that. Yeah, they haven't Because been very good about uploading this stuff though. Yeah, business and school and life. In school, man. Paulo is Paulo started work now, which is good. And, oh yeah, and uh, and Miko recently suffered like a bit of a tragedy. So <laughs> yeah, so and he's, he's recovering. So yeah, uh, there yeah. was a there was a Bodega uh, Nights think, episode yeah, which I actually really enjoyed. Um, yeah, and, a lot uh, of cussing on your part, like you broke one of the cardinal rules of Bodega Nights, but really good episode nonetheless. Yeah, it's been a long time since I know I, I I've been in a Bodega Nights. Yeah, and I don't know it was a really good episode. Seema really, Seema really brought it. Yeah, um, I, I'm not sure if I can work for the video on it, but hey, we'll see. Mm, schedule is so freaking busy. But either way, uh, that's it for yeah. me, I guess. So uh, just head over to channel14.com for podcasts and stuff. And until yeah, next everything, week, everything keep on Linuxing. Know. Everything and do things for love. This is the off-tangent section, and I heard you say two things for love. Did I say that? Yeah, two things for love. Do it and do it again. Never give up. Okay. <laughs> and uh, hustle, loyalty, <laughs> respect. <laughs> God, WWE. I feel so bad for them. Yeah, they don't have any. Uh, they don't have any. They don't have anyone. <laughs> They're like the freaking Chicago. Oh, not Chicago Bulls. They were like freaking the Cleveland Cavaliers during the finals. The only person they have is LeBron James. And even so, WWE's LeBron James, namely Big Match John Cena, 
is out of the picture as well as he is injured. Yeah. Uh, so it sucks. I mean, I'm like, Taker has a concussion. I think Brock Lesnar's contracts being negotiated. Randy Orton is injured. John Cena is injured. Seth Rollins had an MCL, ACL, and all that broken stuff. Like, they don't have anyone. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, He's injured as hell. So, <laughs> so Jesus Christ, everybody's injured. Like the person, I mean, that's why John and I were, were at our Telegram page. We're like, okay, we're speculating who could be the replacement. And I wanted to be John Cena for a heel turn, but he's injured. So, yeah. And well, the thing about the the thing about a John Cena heel turn is. Uh, Martin was actually Martin actually talked about this, um, and I'm and I'm hoping he brings it up on that wrestling podcast that he eventually comes up with. Plans um, to do so. Yeah, because like we we were talking about uh, we were talking about a John Cena heel turn, and mm-hmm. um, like as much as the Smarks would absolutely love a John Cena heel turn, and you know personally I'd love a John Cena heel turn because he's. He's he's actually never really been a heel, right? Um, yeah. It's like there isn't. It's not gonna sell T-shirts. It, it's not That's going to bring problem. in the kids. Yeah. Right. And the kids would feel betrayed. Yeah. The kids would feel betrayed. Their hero, big match, John Cena, just did something wrong. Yeah. That's why there was a there was a YouTube page I always watched about wrestling. W uh, what culture WWE uh, what culture wrestling I think. Mm-hmm. Um, where he, they have a show called How WWE Should Have Booked. Yeah. It's pretty much fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> and he's explaining how he would have booked uh, a certain angle because he's a smartass. That's his actual line. What a great what a great show. Um, what I like, one of my favorite episodes of his when he booked the John Cena heel turn where he said that oh, we're the gonna only be spoiling way that, where huh? John Cena... Huh? What? We're going to be spoiling it, by the way. So if anybody... Like wants to no watch uh, the he he will go to greater detail, but his only way and here's why people will watch it for John Cena to go do a heel turn is when he defeats Undertaker, which isn't yeah. gonna happen anymore. Yeah, well, it's not that they they uh as far as I'm concerned they 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 squandered his streak on Brock Lesnar, and that was sort of mm. what that guy was saying as well, right? Like the way for. John Cena to turn heel is to screw over the dead man at WrestleMania. Screw over Undertaker. Yeah. Yeah, probably for me that w- that would have been I would have clapped if they pulled that off. And if John Cena pulled that off, because all the work will be it in his part. Yeah, but again, like it's not it's not appealing it's not to gonna the kids. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not gonna sell t shirts. Um it's I, I don't think it's about the t shirts. And I'm going to no, bring I mean, this that's to... that's my way of saying... That's my way of saying it's going to be bad for business. Yeah, but I'm going to bring this to comic books, right? Because, you know, two things that you're <laughs> currently pretty into. Oh, it's raining. Uh, yeah, two things that you're currently into, right? Comic books and wrestling. Um, they have, like, the opposite God, I'm such a nerd. <laughs> comic books and wrestling? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry. How nerdy can I get? Uh, yeah, go ahead. But they're, they're problems are sort of the opposite of each other, I think, right? Like, with sports entertainment, quote-unquote, 
like arguably their content is suffering because you no longer have like that attitude era insanity right like there's not very mm-hmm. much blood anymore or whatever but then the attitude era was sort of kind of weird as well right because it was like that extreme 90s like where are spawn Todd McFarlane yeah. like that sort of thing yeah th- yeah um but like it did lose a lot of edge once it entered the PG era because mm-hmm. you know and that that was you see what it did there because they 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 don't have Adam Copeland anymore um no they lost what? edge they lost their edge um edge anyway uh. <laughs> oh jesus <laughs> christ he was a really good heel um, one of the best right but so 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 you can say that their uh their programming is suffering because of things like you don't have a face of the company because John Cena like there's, there's no space for a John Cena heel turn because you have to cater to the kids which is sort of the the thing with comic books is a lot of the stories that are coming out in comic books now are all 13 plus like with uh with the mainstream mm-hmm. comics right it's all 13 plus i think um DC Marvels are all 13 plus and a lot of um a lot of the best books on image are 18 plus right like uh there's that book sex criminals which is it's an amazing book but you know you're not going to get kids reading comic books so yeah you know you you, you yeah, have bad for business you have edgy content but you don't have a sustainable business model the WWE but- has a sustainable business model but a really fucking boring program <laughs> that's their problem <laughs> that is their problem 